Recorded Books Incorporated presents an unabridged recording of Ellen Foster by Kay Gibbons, narrated by Ruth Ann Fimister. This work is copyrighted 1987 by Kay Gibbons. This recording is copyrighted 1998 by Recorded Books Incorporated. Ellen Foster is 11 years old, but she judges people shrewdly and well. Most importantly, Ellen Foster knows how to take things as they come. And now, Ellen Foster. Chapter One When I was little, I would think of ways to kill my daddy. I would figure out this or that way and run it down through my head until it got easy. The way I liked best was letting go a poisonous spider in his bed. It would bite him, and he'd be dead and swollen up, and I would shudder to find him so. Of course, I would call the rescue squad and tell them to come quick, something's the matter with my daddy. When they come in the house, I'm all in a state of shock and just don't know how to act, what with two colored boys heaving my dead daddy onto a roller cart. I just stand in the door and look like I'm shaking all over. But I did not kill my daddy. He drank his own self to death the year after the county moved me out. I heard how they found him shut up in the house, dead and everything. Next thing I know, he's in the ground and the house is rented out to a family of four. All I did was wish him dead real hard every now and then and I can say for a fact that I'm better off now than when he was alive. I live in a clean brick house, and mostly I'm left to myself. When I start to carry an odor, I take a bath, and folks tell me how sweet I look. There is a plenty to eat here, and if we run out of something, we just go to the store and get some more. I had me an egg sandwich for breakfast, mayonnaise on both sides, and I may fix me another one for lunch. Two years ago, I did not have much of anything. Not that I live in the lap of luxury now, but I am proud for the school bus to pick me up here every morning. My stylish, well-groomed self standing in the front yard with the grass green and the hedge bushes square. I figure I made out pretty good, considering the rest of my family is either dead or crazy. Every Tuesday, a man comes and gets me out of social studies, and we go to a room and talk about it all. Last week, he spread out pictures of flat bats for me to comment on. I mostly saw flat bats. Then I saw big holes a body could fall right into. Big, black, deep holes through the table and the floor. And then he took off his glasses and screwed his face up to mine and tells me I'm scared. I used to be, but I am not now, is what I told him. I might get a little nervous, but I am never scared. Oh, but I do remember when I was scared. Everything was so wrong, like somebody had knocked something loose and my family was shaking itself to death. Some wild ride broke, and the one in charge strolled off and let us spin and shake and fly off the rail. And they both died tired of the wild, crazy spinning and wore out and sick. Now you tell me if that's not a fine style to die in. She's sick and he drunk with the moving. They finally gave in to the motion and let the wind take them from here to there.
Even my mama's skin looked tired of holding in her weak self. She would prop herself up by the refrigerator and watch my daddy go round the table swearing at all who did him wrong. She looked all sad in her face, like it was all her fault. She couldn't help getting sick, but nobody made her marry him. You see, when she was my size, she had romantic fever, I think it's called, and since then she has not had a good heart. She comes home from the hospital sometimes. If I was her, I would stay there. All laid up in the air conditioning with folks patting your head and bringing you fruit baskets. Oh, no. She comes in and he lets into her right away, carrying on. Set up in his easy lounger like he is king for a day. You bring me this or that, he might say.